Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Boy, you have foolsy, bloatsy, sweetsy, brownsy, poop madness! <laughs> Expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers. This is the way. Not even gonna play around. I'm gonna just jump right into this. I because I, I wanna talk to you. This is two broke geeks and I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Justin. You I know, but this is me. important, goddammit, because you just watched everything everywhere all at once, and I've been dying to talk to you about it for a long time, and now we can talk about it! <laughs> it's so fucking it's so good! It's so fucking good! <laughs> I, like, I'm so, I'm still kind of in shock with some of the scenes, because I, I know some of the, like... That that's the sh- like I've been talking well, to people on, just, who are like oh, like why'd you wait quick, so long? Just because I know yeah. that there's a good chance a lot of people still haven't watched it, which shame on them. Watch it. I don't I Go don't want to spoil it. it too much, but okay, keep going. <laughs> well, I was just like like it's it, like I only know of, like going into this, I only knew of the things that got quote unquote spoiled for me but not really because I didn't understand the references it's impossible to explain this movie uh, properly yeah because there's like the little bit where it's just like there's like the there was like a photo going around with like two rocks and just haha <sighs> over text and I'm just like the fuck but is that whole thing not like super emotional <laughs> like oh it's so God. emotional this movie's I never thought I would be so emotional about, like, a multidimensional, like... Action, weird... Mother-daughter... Like, mother-daughter trying to reconnect, like... But also Jamie Lee Curtis with hot dog fingers and... And, like, playing shit with her feet. Oh, my God. And Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie is... Everybody... There's not a single bad person in this movie. They're all just so good. Uh, It's so good. I can't get over it. It really is, like, the majority of this film, I'm just like, okay, I knew it was, like, some weird... I didn't under... I I didn't... All I knew going in was that it was some sort of multi-dimensional film. And the way they explain it, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I, I like mm-hmm. this concept of kind of like doing stupid things and that changes the trajectory so you can use specific yes. skills that you haven't really acquired. It's well, that another like, uh, you like the guy, has acquired. Yeah. So if you do something, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. If you do something, like what's the least likely possible thing you could do right now? Like when... Uh, Waymond has to like eat the chapstick and stuff like that. Yeah, or my f- personal favorite of the two guys that try to shove things in their ass <laughs> to get kung fu. The guy 
Jeff Jones does like the jump to like <laughs> land. <on the laughs> just <laughs> he's all blurred out junk. If the Batman had not come out this year, because that wins just by being a Batman film of being my favorite movie of the year, everything everywhere all at once would be way up front for favorite movie of the year. I mean, I mean, as of right now, my three top films of the year are like is everything mm-hmm. everywhere all at once, the Batman yeah, X, and X. Echo. Ooh, yeah. Um, like, and also I agree with everyone else. This is a better multiverse film it than Doctor Strange. It is a better multiverse film. Than, but just <laughs> the, the, the thing with this movie is you go in and if, if all you've done is watch the trailers and you've heard nothing else about it, you're right. It is really hard to understand what this movie is. And it's everything. It's a sci-fi movie. It's an yeah. action movie. It's a little bit of a romance movie. It's a it's a uh, an immigrant story. It is. There's like a hints of, of horror. horror. It's bizarre as fuck in some places. It's a comedy. It's every it's like there's no way to explain everything everywhere all at once except saying it is everything. It has elements of almost everything you can think of. <laughs> And, and I just really love the fact that it's like a predominantly yep. Asian cast with yep. Jamie Lee Curtis, which I really like. Um, and like, I know, the I forget his name, but the guy, the, the husband who's short-rounded oh, uh, from Ke- Indiana oh, Jones. I'm going to say his name so wrong. The character's name is Waymond. Yeah. Which, uh, but yeah, the, Waymond. the actor is uh, Ki Hyo Kwan. Yeah, and then Gong, uh, yep, Gong, Gong, the the grandfather, James Hong, like just no, like it's one of the few films that has come out that I've never that mm-hmm. I wasn't able to see in theaters that all I've heard was yeah. praises for, and I'm like, okay, I'm no, I'm gonna like it no matter yeah, it's what. Insane. Now it came out of nowhere. And it lives and up to I it. I haven't seen nobody, nobody I know, which is not everybody in the world, obviously. I have not seen a single negative thing anywhere about this movie. I just haven't. In fact, I was <laughs> I just googled it. Let me Yeah, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. So obviously somebody didn't like it. 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb and 81% on Metacritic. So obviously there were which is going to happen. There's no such thing as a perfect movie. But the fact that until just now looking at those scores, I personally hadn't seen anything bad about it anywhere speaks volumes <laughs> yeah and i've mad props you know i didn't know that the russo yep. brothers yeah. produced this in which i'm like all right you guys can actually do up, some yeah and i've got to, well i gotta look up the da, 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 da. this was uh directed by daniel Kwan. oh two directors daniel kwan and daniel yeah shinert uh, who wrote this? Was it also Daniel Kwan was the writer, I think? This was an A24 film, too. I think which Daniel... A, yeah. uh, A24... Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, written by the two guys that directed it. I can't wait to see whatever the hell they do next. <laughs> I really can't. Yeah, like, it... Imme- this is, like, one of those films where, like, immediately, like their names are now plastered everywhere so you're gonna find them and be like oh 
I need to see whatever next, like whatever's oh, next for these, these guys. These guys did Swiss Army Man. I still haven't seen that. But still have not no. seen that movie. Oh, okay. Well, now, now I gotta def- watch I, it. I'd always kind of wanted to watch it, but I'd never actually seen. But yeah, the the only two. Oh, and uh, Shinehart did the death of Dick Long on his own without Daniel Kwan. Daniel, Sh- yeah. Well. That movie is yeah, special. Uh, but together, the two of them have directed Swiss Army Man and Everything Everywhere all at once. So, yeah. Damn. Just, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, because we haven't talked really in full, especially on the podcast, but yeah, I purchased that <clears throat> and the unbearable, the massive weight, the unbearable, unbearable, or yeah. the unbearable weight of ta- massive talent. Which I need to probably going to rewatch later tonight because I also fucking love that movie. I've seen about that. I've seen one or two bad things about that, but not not in in uh, not in enough way to make me think that like it's. We'll talk about a movie that I've seen a lot of bad things about in a minute. It's, yeah, you know. it's a niche film because we have a friend. We both have a friend who I know sure. is not a Nick Cage fan when he watched it and totally understandable it is a niche film that if you i feel like you could appreciate it if you Mm. weren't a nick cage fan but i think if you are like a a fan of just Mm -hmm. nicholas cage in general then you get way more enjoyment out of it how uh how insane i'll put it this way was i'm still (laughs) trying not to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen everything everywhere go see it buy it rent it do something but yeah the everything bagel idea was so, it's so ridiculous, but yeah. I was like, okay, it's, that's great. You're it's it's it, it's one of those things where I'm like, ex- when they when that was first introduced, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And then the she explanation of it, and I'm everything like, everything, all right, on a bagel. Yeah, it's like the most literal oh term god. for it, and you're like, like okay. okay. Oh god, I just I loved it. It's such a good. Did you I get a chance yet. to rewatch it? I got it in the mail the other day, but I've kind of been waiting because Leanne hasn't seen it yet, and I've been waiting for time to uh, hopefully watch it together. But I'm not gonna wait too much longer because I do want to watch okay. it again. I yeah, I do. Like, could you imagine though having that kind of ability? Of just, you realize there's an infinite g- mm-hmm. number of you that have done so many different things and have different mm-hmm. abilities or just techniques and stuff. And if you realize that, like, how crazy would, like, would you stick something up your ass to have the ability to do kung fu? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, like, I, I it's almost so funny said a, a those much trophies, worse answer than that. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... It, yeah. You can buy those trophies off oh, of A24. Okay, cool. I'm going to give so it a shot. So, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Leanne walks in. She's like, what? She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know Trying Kung, to know Kung Fu. Fu. It's like the... <laughs> you're cu- you turn into Keanu Reeves <laughs> from Matrix. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So that's everything everywhere uh, at once. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, everyone, you got to f- go fix it. I want to see this movie become like, like highest grossing, like 
Blu-ray DVD of the, it had the, of wicked legs. It was in the theater. I mean, every week it seemed to be making more. Yeah, it's it, well, still in every theaters. week it seemed to be making more money because it started out with a really weak opening, and then everybody that saw it was like, "No, seriously." go see this movie trust it just go see it and then more people went and saw it and they said no really seriously you've got to go see this movie uh you want to talk about like like this was one of those movies where it had like the the longest like period between release to dvd um whereas uh as of uh Friday, I believe, the black phone yeah. is going to be on Amazon, and it just came out like that was a also week a really or so good ago. Movie, but um, I don't think people still need see, to see it. I I think A twenty four did the right thing because if they had rushed this out, not enough people would have gone and seen it in theaters. Like this needed the yeah. room for people to go. No, seriously go see it like because obviously nobody went the opening weekend i remember having uh somebody i knew he went and saw it like the first or second weekend and was like i'm really sad this isn't making any money because it was really good and it deserves to make money and then like a month later he was like oh uh everybody it's making money now. I thought for sure this thing was going to bomb. I'm so happy everybody went out and saw it. It's it's so weird, though, because, like, you had a theater that was kind of mm-hmm. close to you to see it. For me to see it, I would have had to dra- drive, like, two hours one way or an hour yeah. in another direction in order to see it. Because none of the closer theaters were That's playing really it. That's really strange, yeah. It's very strange because one of the theaters are like known for playing A twenty four films, and they you just didn't decided have a with not black this phone one. either. Did you? Still that's don't bl- have one with black phone. <laughs> Excuse me, and that's Blumhouse. Like Blumhouse Whoa. is pretty big now. Like most of the good horror movies that have come out recently that have done well are Blumhouse. They usually, uh, even though they are not like a huge. Uh, studio, they usually still open in a lot of theaters. Yeah, it's uh, it gives me it doesn't give me great hope for when Nope comes out because that's Monkey mm. Paw and Blumhouse. And knowing our theaters now, like one theater I just looked up was playing some like uh, relatively no name films yep. and Elvis, and the other one is just doing. Elvis and Thor like in increments Uh, and it's like come on guys need some more variety I mean Elvis I'm kind of intrigued to see but I'm not rushing anywhere at this point uh, unless I go tomorrow on my day off which I probably won't because I got a shitload of stuff to do but at this point I'm probably going to wait for that one to hit home yeah because I do really want to see it and if I had been smart God, we might as well get this out of the way. If I had been smart, I would have gone and seen Elvis on <laughs> Sunday instead of going to see Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, Buddy, boy. It breaks my heart that I have to sit here and say Thor Love and Thunder was really bad. <laughs> it, it's so sad because, like, as I told you, 
like my movie theater experience from the get-go like ruined it for me in general so i thought it was going to mm-hmm. i thought it tainted my yeah. viewpoints on the film for for those of you i'm going to give you some proper uh some proper well, proper 101 on what not to do in a movie theater don't bring a screaming oh six-month-old baby um don't vape someone st- uh, told me f- that i can't believe someone was vaping in your theater that's fucking my ro- my f- the row in front of me the whole oh, row was vaping my god uh, the girls the girls to my left were micro commenting on oh the entire film like something happened and they kind of repeated what happened oh my god like and i was like is someone blind cuz that's the only way i'm letting this slide and no no one's blind oh my god and then across from me Across from me is just people on their phones, like live streaming, not not videoing, but like oh live tweeting God. the film. And behind me, across from the from the six month old, was a group of kids that were just doing photo shoots, like with flash photography and bullcrap. And I went and talked oh to them. God. Multiple times. And I'm like, this is the only time I'm seeing this movie. And they're like, oh, we'll talk to them. No, I'll talk to them. That's insane. I, in that situation, would lose my mind. Uh, I was very It's only happened to, to me one time. Uh, with, and it was in uh, Return of the King. That tells you how long ago it was. And there were people sitting... A couple rows in front of me and to the left. I was in like the middle. It was in a three aisle. There was a middle aisle, a left aisle, and a right aisle. And I was sitting in the middle. And there were a few rows in front of me and to the left. And they talked for the entire movie. And The Return of the King is long. And I sat there way longer than I should have. I made it up to like the second of the 20 endings of that movie. Before I finally leaned forward and just went, shut the fuck up. You have been talking for this entire movie. And and then I heard some people doing this. Like, I'm not patting myself. I just, I lost it. So if, if those, Uh, oh boy, I would have lost it in your theater. I... I oh. was very close to losing it. The fact that I yeah. didn't is a miracle. Uh, the only... I think it was partially because I just wanted sure. to get through it at that point. Because it's just like, I'm sure. not going to be able to see this again. And it was just... I was just like, whatever. Um, the only... The, the one time I really got mad, though, was... I remember seeing at the Cinedome... Uh, Cinerama mm-hmm. Dome. Whatever. The Arclight in... Hollywood, seeing a quiet place. Ooh, that is not a movie uh, to be loud in. <laughs> no, oh. they weren't loud. Uh, it was there was a guy who was in like I was in kind of mm-hmm. the middle with a buddy, and there's a guy and like I can see out of my corner of my eye, because uh, the whole thing's kind of yep. very arched, so everyone can see and stuff. There was a guy who's just on his phone oh, every twenty minutes. Like, he kept picking it up, and, they, like, he wouldn't, and, like, there was no, like, he didn't, like, turn the brightness down on his phone. It's just God. blasting. So, 
And, it, and other people were like also getting annoyed. I went and talked to someone. I was like, hey, there's a guy in the, mm-hmm. who's just on his phone. It's really disruptive. Pointed him out and stuff. They went and talked to him. 20 minutes later, he's doing it again. I went and talked to them again. And no one did anything. So it finally got to a point where he picked it up. And you just hear me. <laughs> you just hear me go, you pick that phone up one more time. <laughs> in your ass (laughs) (laughs) oh shit so yeah Thor Love and Thunder um I don't even know what to say like I'm I I really was looking forward to this movie like I like Thor Ragnarok I think it's good I was interested to see what happened to Thor after the events of Endgame and all of that and uh yeah. Uh. Yeah, um I too was also very excited um working in a retail shop though mm-hmm. the day of release. It's hard to get away from sure. people who've already seen it. Um so I was like, okay, not good. Not good stuff is coming out of this, but I'm going to go in with like as mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a positive like not excited sure. now. I'm just positive. Um, my, we're just gonna be spoiling yeah. the crap out of this film. So if you don't want to hear any of this stuff, you you gotta move. Um, my first, my the first time uh, the my first warning of this film is gore when he meets the first god in the oasis was my first warning of how mm-hmm. this film was gonna go. Because why is he CGI? <laughs> and it's horrible CGI. It's just like a guy, a shirtless dude, like in an oasis. Yeah, I. It took me a little bit longer. My first, uh, I made it through Korg's first catch-up speech to the point where then. Thor goes to the battle where uh, uh, Star-Lord comes up and literally says, Thor, we need you to win this battle. And when he got down there and started interacting with everybody else, and this is not Chris Hemsworth's fault because I like Chris Hemsworth and I do think he's very funny, but everything coming out of his mouth, I got the sense was supposed supposed to be funny and I wasn't laughing I was like why same and it continued for the rest of the all of the dialogue in this film sounds well not all but close to all of the dialogue in this film sounds like stuff nobody would say ever like it's all just not right i don't quite know how to explain it but all of the dialogue it felt yes, out all of place of the dialogue in this movie feels fake which is weird to say like i don't yeah. buy anything anybody is saying which is except maybe christian bale is gore um i think he- so yeah that's my next complaint the set I the setup for gore was sure. meh to start with because I think phase four is just 
it's just morally gray villains that children have been taken away. Um, I only seen this one in Doctor Strange, so I, that I, that's basically my well, only I'll say this is that for Gore. I think he would have been a stronger villain. A, I think they criminal that you put Christian Bale in your movie to not use him, which is ridiculous. He's very yes. good at what little he is given to do, but he's almost not there, which is criminal. Um, number two, uh, I don't like rewriting movies the way I would have done it, but I'm with you on getting a little tired of villains that are also right. Um, yeah. For me, I think it would have been better if Gore had encountered his god at the beginning, who was a complete asshole, who was completely yes. unrepentantly not caring about the fact that all of Gore's people were dead. And that made Gore flip and pick up the uh, Dark Sword or whatever they called it. The Necro Sword. The Necro um, Sword. And killed that god and been like, well, all gods are dicks and I'm going to kill all the gods. And then yes. meet all of the other gods and actually have them be more like Thor, where they are good. Thor and Odin and Frigga, who in that they are good people and that they do care. But we meet the other gods and they're all hiding in omnipotent city, and they don't seem to care that the other gods have been slaughtered, and they don't seem to care about humanity. In fact. Jumping way ahead, Zeus, specifically in the tag scene that he is in, is mad that humans worship superheroes instead of gods now. So he, like, wants to punish superheroes. It's like, you guys are all dicks. Gore should kill you all. You're all terrible. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's really sad because the, I think the... the quote-unquote comedy oh, of this God. film got in the way and gore as a character in this film is is the most terrifying thing and it would have served him better if they actually made this a more serious threat or a more serious film because mm -hmm. i see the juxtaposition of balancing comedy and then you have gore be like mm -hmm. the big scary thing but Gore's whole Gore, like you, you hear of him destroying a bunch mm -hmm. of gods off screen. We don't even get to see him that do whole anything. Battle he where summons... comes, like you don't yeah. even see that battle. Yeah, and like he kid, his whole thing was he kidnapped a bunch of kids and just and just took them somewhere, and that was pretty much it until Thor showed up. And also, um. I understand needing to break up serious moments with levity. I understand needing to break the tension. But when Korg quote-unquote dies, that lasts literally all of two seconds. 
before you realize he's not dead. Like, you just get over the fact of, oh god, they killed Korg, and it's, nope, he's alive, he's fine. Turns out that he's a face. Two seconds you think Korg is dead, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's... Um, I didn't like the whole uh, Thor... Apparently now uh, Stormbreaker and uh, Mjolnir have... Oh, they have consciousness yeah, they're conscious somehow. somehow. And have personalities, and Stormbreaker is jealous. Um, that's stupid. Uh, the screaming goats were unbearable. Um, yep. I, I'm trying to think of anything good to say about this movie. It's really hard. <laughs> it's there. I, I'm going to be honest Natalie with you. Natalie Portman like, as, I, uh, as uh, yeah. the mighty Thor is really good for the most part. <laughs> Except for the points where it's clearly CGI muscle. I never noticed. I'll tell you the part that bothered me so much is when they're walking into omnipotence. I'm like, uh, why does it? I'm, I almost screamed in the movie theater. Why does it look like she is in the middle of the screen with that fake helmet on her head it doesn't look like she has a helmet on at all like it's terrible it's it's uh, mm-hmm. for some reason they like to overshadow it well, with and, CGI. These could have been fully practical point, outfits. Well, uh, I could be wrong because now also superheroes don't take their masks on and off anymore in the MCU. They just appear through magic and nanotechnology. So I could be wrong. Was there any point where she was wearing a practical helmet or was it always CGI and that shot was just no, bad? No, there's, 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 I think, two instances where the helmet was That's actually what I on thought. unfortunately yeah the the w only time i knew for sure it was practical was at the end when fighting gore when sure. it break when it broke yeah that's a practical helmet and I think she wore it once. I think they put it on her once during the I was gonna say, fight I with the she shadow had a practical monsters. helmet on when she first came on screen too yeah but i'm so confused by this because like that was the other thing that bugged me. Gore being the fourth most important, and the fifth most important person in this film, behind Chris, uh, behind behind Thor and uh, and Foster's mm -hmm. love thing, and and the hammers, mm -hmm. and then the hammers just being mm -hmm. jealous and whatnot, and the f just it <gasps> oh, pissed me off because yeah. like the idea that was the other like I thought going into this movie. It was going to be like a mm -hmm. passing of the torch. The the uh, lead up and the story of Jane I Foster becoming Thor. I had a I, I had an with idea that. that Jane wasn't going to make it only because. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in that Mighty Thor run, the same thing happens where the fact that she wields Mjolnir negates her cancer treatment. Yes. Yes, that and that's the thing I liked about that. I will say that for this film is the story of Jane Foster having Mjolnir is pretty. I like comic the explanation accurate. for it too, where where at one point when Thor and she were very much in love, he essentially does the uh, whosoever holds this hammer shall possess the power yeah. of Thor. Only he says, you know, 
Make sure you always take care of Jane. Protect Make Jane. Make sure you always protect Jane. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty good. I was fine and with that. I also that. like that, like... Yeah. It comes back together for... Okay, here's some good stuff we can talk about in this movie. Because uh, <laughs> there is some good stuff. Like, um, I think the progression of... Because let's face it. Up till this point, Jane Foster was only in two movies. And... Essentially, yes. on screen, she and Thor barely had a relationship. We really didn't see their relationship. So Taika Waititi had to have the burden of showing why it's so devastating to Thor that he and Jane broke up. And so the, yes. the montage showing the dissolution of their relationship where essentially they're both so afraid of losing each other that they get so involved in their work that they do end up losing each other is really like I liked all that and so uh, I ended up liking at the end when Jane is about to die and Thor says I looks at Gore and says I I'm done with you you're about to make all the gods extinct anyway why would I spend one more second worrying about you when I can go over there and spend my last few minutes alive with Jane that's really good Except for the fact that, um, oh, this is going to be really unpopular, I think. Say it. I know what you're going to say. Jane say going it. to Valhalla negates the sacrifice Jane made. Oh, okay. This may, this may be my real yeah. world views coming into play here where I don't believe in heaven. But if Jane gave her life to save those kids and try to help save all the gods from going extinct. She made that choice to go, I could either die of cancer or I could, you know, I could lay here in this bed being sick, dying of cancer, or I could die doing something that means something. That's a powerful choice to make the decision to die doing something that means something. And it, she knows that she's going to give up Everything like she maybe could have gotten better. She maybe could have had a better relationship with Thor, but she decides to do something bigger than that. That's really meaningful, yes. except like now she's going to go hang out in Valhalla, have a party. And eventually, guess what? Thor's going to end up in Valhalla someday, too. Like, it's not like Thor's never going to see Jane again. And Jane is never going to see Thor again. Like... Thor will get to Valhalla someday and they'll be together again. <laughs> it's like, why is any of the What's the what's point, the point of like it? her sacrifice? She didn't sacrifice anything. She's gonna go hang out with Heimdall and yeah. Odin and Loki and Frigga and party in Valhalla and like have a good time, and then someday Thor is gonna show up there too. See, I like I'm in the same boat because I honestly thought this was going to be the passing of the torch film. Like the rest of the sure. original Avengers are going, so you're going to have Mighty Thor and they were going to like work on like how mm -hmm. she beats cancer and stuff like that. And then he goes to Valhalla cuz he makes like yeah. the ultimate sacrifice kind of deal, which I think would have been a little bit more impactful because it I makes guess. more but sense. I don't know, I think in my the head. existence of Valhalla 
negates it negates all everything. because they don't. Yeah, they lose their life on Earth, but they don't lose the ability to be okay and be happy and like have a good time because Valhalla is party town, you know? Like I just think the existence yeah. of Valhalla, but in comic books that happens anyway. Death doesn't mean anything in comic books because nobody stays dead except Uncle Ben and the Waynes. And eventually and actually the Waynes didn't even yeah. technically stay dead because we got uh, Thomas Wayne Batman and Martha Wayne Joker, but okay. <laughs> And Uncle Ben's kick has been yeah. resurrected. Can once. I tell you the one part like, that made me laugh? The other thing, one, th- one thing I've in been this curious. movie made me laugh, and you're probably gonna think it's stupid, but that's okay. At the very end, when they're having that battle, and Thor has to rely on the kids, and he temporarily grants them the powers of uh. Thor, the little girl who uses her bunny, her stuffed bunny as a weapon and is turning around in circles with lightning bolts shooting out of the bunny's eyes while she's like, ah, and the bunny rabbit. Is, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I, I fucking hated that scene so much. Cause it's like, it's my, we'll get into it as we get for, when we start talking about stranger things and stuff like that. But it's the thing that bugs me the most as of recently is the reliance on having your big battle and having the children, yeah. like, win it. Did we it. not talk about Stranger Things Volume I, 2 yet? Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we haven't, haven't yet. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the only... There's so much of this film that, like, really hit, like, really missed really the mark did. on a lot of things. And... Like, I know there's going to be more sure. things when we're done recording. I'm going to text you like, another, another thing. thing! I, like, the idea of op- Omnipotent City, mm-hmm. I was fine with. I'm like, okay, cool. But then, and I didn't, like, the whole Russell Crowe. Okay, we are going Zeus, to plan the orgy. Like, talking about, or- I'm like, Marvel's, t- Disney's talking about orgies? Like, wow, alright. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, but then, like, the post credit scene. Where, as you would say, like, Zeus is mad. Yep. And he sends Hercules. And that's the other thing. Is now we're stuck, fucking stuck with Thor and Gore's daughter that he wishes back from the dead. So he left his, he brought his daughter back for Thor to take care of. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I was not, uh, because now Thor's a and I think that is actually Hemsworth's daughter, correct. which nothing against them. Elsa Pataki, nothing, his I, wife, I, was the is, wolf woman on a woman wolf. <laughs> yeah, and I know. I think every. I think every member of Hemsworth's uh, family Liam, is in this film. His, Luke his is, wife. Luke was, is one of the actors. Wife, oh, oh, yeah. That play was oh. so terrible. And oh. Like I almost cried. Melissa when McCarthy is hella. I hate oh. Melissa McCarthy. And when she came out, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" And New Asgard is like a theme park now. And I know Anthony posted about this, and it does. And I didn't think of it too much because I was like, mm-hmm. "This is fucking stupid." But it is true. The the yeah. Infinity Cones. 
where they basically were like saying, "Remember when a giant monster almost took half Remember the population that huge, off the earth? Traumatic Come get an thing ice cream. We all lived through. Yeah. Now it's an ice cream shop." That's like yeah, having so like nine like, eleven donuts or something, you know. Come get a COVID yeah, cone. Like wow. Uh, yeah, and hey, so I'm at cu- least I'm my future wife was in Thor, this for yeah. a few minutes. I got to see Kat Jennings for, for one for scene. For one scene, and I'm curious where this is going because with Hercules now in the picture. I'm assuming he's showing up in one of the Nef- the Disney Plus series. I assume series, there's either going to be or, a new Asgard series or there's going to be another Thor movie. The only possible method they can go through with this, and it doesn't make sense really in my head, but it's the only thing that kind of works if they're going to go off of comics, if they do the Thor Avengers mm. comic Siege, which is basically... No one likes Ooh. New Asgard, uh, and they're trying to get the gods off the Earth, and that's when like the Dark yeah, but it Avengers seemed like show everybody up. Loved kind of New deal. Asgard. It's got like rides. Yeah, and there's shit. roller coasters. Like, it's, yeah. like cruise ships God. were pulling up, so people could like hang out there for the day. Um, I will. Here's another. Here Tessa is Thompson? a positive. I fucking love Tessa Thompson. She's just in general, so good as Valkyrie. Like, anytime except, she's there, uh, that one scene where uh, they're on the boat and she's with Face Korg and Face Korg. Korg is unbearable in this movie. Unbearable. He really was. The Hey Nani Nani oh, song. Tessa oh. Thompson and yeah, but I do I love Tessa. Tessa Thompson. Mm, yeah. Tessa. All right, I'm done talking about Thor: Love and Thunder. We we've talked about Thor: yes. Love and Thunder for so long. I just got done watching this week's episode of Westworld. I have no fucking clue what is happening. So, I'm kind of mad at this episode because this whole episode revolves around yes. Jeffrey Wright, and I, I love Jeffrey Wright. Um, Bernard. Bernard, that's his character's name. Right? So it's him and Luke Hemsworth. Stubbs again, uh, and I. Two yes. Ti- well, Another two times Hemsworth. In, well, Liam yes. was not in Thor. There's three Hemsworth brothers. Chris, yeah. Liam, and Luke. And Liam and Luke were both in yeah. Thor, and Luke is in Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like the direction that they're putting it's uh, weird, Bernard right? into. Like, he, it's, he's now like, I know the future, but it will only... I can only make it... Uh, I can only affect it to... I can only affect it so it hopefully meets how I how I can quote unquote save well, the world. Number one, I didn't. He goes into uh, the he's in the oasis, the, the oasis, the forge, I think the it's oasis, called. and he Akat Akashet. I can't pronounce that character's name. Akat, the Indian, the Navajo, the Native, the, the Native yes. American from like the well, f- from season, season one, two. yeah. He's yeah. there, and he says essentially that the hosts spend all their time figuring out different possibilities that the human world could go, and so they believe they have figured out literally every single possibility for humanity for the rest of time. Yeah. Okay. And so somehow Bernard gets yeah. all of those possibilities, 
and because he comes out and Stubbs says something specific, he knows he's eliminated half the possibilities. Okay. Yeah. And then going through the rest of the episode where it's like, where like they go to like the uh, diner and he's like, I'm going to get myself a pastrami. He's like, you're going to get a tuna. And it's just that it's kind weird. of bullshit. That I'm like, it was weird. I'm like, come I on like guys. West really? Westworld is reopened. And that it is now the Roaring Twenties. As the Roaring Twenties. The people that have reopened it haven't even bothered to write new storylines. <laughs> yeah, they literally just put in Except, the Westworld oh, Massacre I was say, as a storyline. Tragedies as hey, come try this out. Yes. The Westworld Massacre is now a tourist attraction. <laughs> Which again, Which is, is weird. Weird. Um, so, uh, this episode was just I, strange. And then they get to... Okay, so the the flies are not hosts. They're having... They're infecting yes, they, them they somehow. They have, like, brain parasites of some kind. And are attracted yes, to humans. But then also, um, Caleb's daughter and wife are supposed to go to a safe house, but there's a host that has replaced their bodyguard... That host worked yeah. fast. <laughs> like, like the he takes the little girl's bear and is like, "I'm going to teach you mm -hmm. some like kicks and stuff." And then, like minutes later, he's like, "Hey, did you teach?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And you're like, "I'm like, what mm -hmm. was he doing?" <laughs> like, I don't. And then, like Bernard and Stubbs run into that crew. Uh, in the desert, it's like I know, and and Bernard's like I know the weapon you are we seeking. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, and it's just yeah. like I love Westworld, but it's just getting now. It's getting to a weird point where I don't like saying it like this, but like they the writing of it is getting in the way. Where I feel like they don't know exactly what they're doing. I think yet. this show's always been a little. I've always enjoyed it. But I think it's overwritten. I think yeah. So far, I think the two simplest seasons are one in three. And obviously, season four is only three episodes in, so it could become simpler. Like it could become more obvious. But like. I think season one was pretty simple right up until the twist at the end that kind of blew your mind. I just rewatched season two because Leanne had never seen Westworld. So we started it from the beginning and we just got done season two. I think season two is a disaster. I think it's really complicated. It's really bad. I think it's all over the place. And then I don't remember last season very well, which is still... I'm still having a hard time with this season because I don't remember last season very well. And so I think I'm forgetting important stuff that I think the show thinks I remember. Um, but I re That's why lately I find myself watching, like, for this season, I, I find myself watching mm -hmm. the after credits, like, behind the scenes because they kind of, it kind of helps okay. you remember I some do that stuff. Then. Being like, yeah, because that's the only way I've been able to follow. It's like, last time we saw this guy, 
was in season three. Yeah, because I remember last season being pretty straightforward. Like, I don't even remember there really being like a super big twist at the end, except um, kind of when Dolores's first body or the main body that she was using at the time died and you thought, oh, they killed Dolores, you know, that. Yes. And and also because we didn't get a chance to talk oh, about right. the second episode. Yeah. But there's nothing really to say out of it except for Tessa Thompson mm-hmm. Dolores has, I guess, kidnapped, kidnapped yes, the real... the real William's not uh, dead. The real well, William's in, like, cryostasis. Yeah, he, yeah, and is being used to make, I guess, more mm-hmm, replicants of Because there's two of, of them himself. in this episode where... Um, yeah. I liked though. Actually, I think there was a lot more in last episode than you. It's it, not a lot necessarily happens, but it, host William and uh, host Hale, host Charlotte or whatever. <laughs> Gonna have to start putting like a sharpie yeah. for like everyone. They're replacing like, what they the are. government with hosts because yes. they replaced oh, the, yeah, they replaced that senator that and his wife. And then they had the conversation with the vice president on the golf course because William was like, you're not going to ruin me opening my... Because William is probably the one behind opening Westworld again. And the the government wants to stop him, but the vice president is in his pocket until William makes it pretty clear that he's threatening him and then the vice president isn't going to be in his pocket so then they replace the vice president with a host i love clementine it's or penelope, penelope yeah. or whichever like penelope i love her just yeah. as a character I love her in general and I love mave mave is yeah, May, the Maeve, they found like the real senator's wife was being mind controlled mm-hmm. and killing the horses yeah and so, I don't know. I, I like the idea of the hosts. It's pretty clear the hosts want to replace humans. The remaining hosts want to kill yeah. Because even at the end of this week's episode, with the host used to trap Caleb at the end that looked just like his daughter. Oh, and Caleb is infected now. I wonder how that's going to... And uh, William, well... Not the real William. Host William. One of host, the host. Host. Host yes, number two, made. William. <laughs> yeah, I I will say, it's weird because like the a good portion of this episode it was like the Maeve, uh, like going back through basically the since it was the exact same scenario God, just as funny. the Roaring Twenties. It I really liked and I liked it the first time around in the first season. But the mm-hmm. robbery at the bar, uh, but in this, but this time it's a twenties version really of good. Enter I liked, Sandman. I liked Maeve like, critiquing yeah. how all the hosts had gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like he finds her ho- the the one that's supposed to be her, and she's just my like, delivery was gross. much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 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 still invested sure. in this series, yeah. but man, it's doing that thing where. They're sounding smarter than I think they should do. <laughs> uh, I think that's, or at least they're trying to sound smarter and make me Nolan feel dumb. Thing. Like I think Christopher does yeah. it in a lot of his movies, and I love Christopher Nolan movies, but he 
does like to make his movies sound very much smarter than they might be. Tenet can yeah, suck it. And, there, I said it. I didn't it. like Dunkirk either. So that's... Um, yeah. And I think maybe that's down to Jonathan on this project. I think the two brothers might just overwrite things a little bit and make it too... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I just remembered that isn't... Because today as we record this is... Um, later on is the new episode of what we do in the shadows, but two, there's going to be two. And isn't tomorrow part two of the streaming wars? Yes. Of South park. And for me, cause I know you haven't watched it is also the finale ah. of miss Marvel, which, ah, man, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just good. It, it is just deal. fun. Um, we haven't, I, as of record, we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, you saw the new trailer for I did, Harley I Quinn it. Season mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. It's fun. I, I like seeing Harry, Harvey Gillian's yeah. impression of Nightwing. <laughs> Just like he's trying to be serious, but it's not really, uh, yeah. not really working. There's another trailer I saw today. T- uh, yes. Clerks 3. That is, I'm in, uh, but it's. Hella yep, metal. Me too. Metal. Hella meta. <laughs> it's hella <laughs> meta because obviously uh, Randall has a heart attack, which Kevin Smith did in real life, and decides to make a movie, which Kevin Smith did in real life, set in the convenience store he works in, which <laughs> Kevin Smith did in real life. And it's essentially <laughs> Randall and friends, Randall, Dante, and everybody else making clerks oh man why do you have to sh- why do i have to die in the third <laughs> act <laughs> uh, i like it though i'm ready oh wow uh, i mean i haven't been big on kevin smith stuff lately but this could easily turn it around i'm like, trying to think did i don't you, know it's just a, i like clerks i like you clerks too not like uh jay and silent bob reboot Oh, I no. like James Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of it, honestly. Like, I like I mean, bits it's and really pieces of it. Really fucking stupid. Like, I'll give you that much. It's I, that's, really I think that's stupid. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the thing that kind of got me. Was I had a hard time getting uh, getting yeah, over it's the really dumb. Um, but I kind of liked uh, it. Yeah, like. I mean, that's fine. Which is it's weird because I, mean, I just spent I, we like, all the have first half hour of this podcast saying how dumb Thor was. <laughs> but I think that's just a different... I think that... Well, also... That's yeah, different I think stupid. there's different types of stupid. Like, and I don't know how to explain that. I... Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. I will probably watch the new Beavis and Butthead special because... I like yeah. the old Beavis and Butthead and stuff because they're fucking, fucking stupid. stupid. You're right. Exactly. But for some reason, it's you super know that entertaining. You the plot of that one is they fall through a wormhole and end up in 2022. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. It's been sitting in my queue for a little while, so I was like, oh, I might actually watch this. I, uh, um, we've been talking for... But yeah, yeah I was going to say we've been talking for an things. hour and we still haven't talked about Stranger Things, so I don't want to talk too too much about it but i know that you and i both have a pretty unpopular opinion that we should probably discuss yes uh i'm 
First of all, the fact that they broke this up into basically mm-hmm. two movies, but also it, it's fine if I felt like I was getting stuff out of it. This felt like such a such a weird like circle mm-hmm. for the majority of it. Like, okay, like, okay, we know, we know, just get to it. Like, we, we get it at this point. Like, nothing really was gained, especially in the first yeah. half. And so, by the time you get to the two and a half hour long, like, yeah, it was fine, but that didn't have to be two and a half hours. I didn't have actually any problem with any of that. I think, uh, I think we talked about, no, I was going to say, say, I think it. we talked about when we talked about part one that my least favorite part was the uh, Joyce and Hopper in Russia stuff. That really remained yes. my least favorite. Because what they ultimately contributed to the story was nothing. Like, yes, okay, they hurt that one Demogorgon, they hurt the hive mind, and that let the kids win. I, there's a better... I don't know what it is. I think there's a better way to do all that where you don't spend a huge chunk of your season accomplishing almost nothing, especially since at one point Hopper escapes and then immediately goes right back to the prison. Like you spent so that whole Hopper in Russia story was so much of the season to accomplish so little. Like I like Hopper and I like Joyce and I like that Hopper is back, but it feels like a waste of time almost. I also like I could understand that. I think my biggest thing was more with mm. the finale. Okay. That pissed me off. Because well, I, I it didn't piss, it didn't really mm-hmm. piss me off. It was really good, but I also think it, it felt kind and of, I, I, I didn't really think too much of it until talking about this with mm. a friend of mine. And she pointed it out, and I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. They really kind of pulled... They kind of pulled out on making a very... What I assumed would be a very beneficial Oh, they absolutely did. Which... You're not the only person... I just was listening to uh, another friend of mine. Okay, good. uh, Brendan Lowe. Shout out to Brendan. Brendan is like the biggest Stranger Things fan I know. And even he said, look... I don't want anybody to die, but it is a little ridiculous that Max lived at the end because Elle came in with her brand new superpower of being able to bring her back from the dead. Like, somebody has to die. He's like, I don't want them to die, but everybody has survived all of this shit, and the only people that have died are cannon fodder characters. <laughs> yes, that exactly. It is like I've been waiting this and like I, I I'm in the same boat. Like I'm like I don't want anyone to fucking die, but one of these kids it has may, to fucking it, die. It's gonna suck if some it would suck if Max died. Max is a cool character. But boy, it would have but it would have been beneficial for sor- everyone else. And I'm in terms sorry. of story. I'm sorry to everybody right now. It meant absolutely nothing to me that Eddie died. We did, we knew him it, and he was pretty cool but in at the end of the day, the fact that he died didn't affect me in the least. I was like, okay, like, that sucks, but like, I just met it. It's like when Bob got eaten by the dog. 
Like, yeah. It's, like, cool. He had a cool guitar solo, like, which I will say, or if that was a fun Joff scene. Had like, shot the whole... Lucas. Yeah. Like, that would have been, like, yes! what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, they had so many opportunities to pull the trigger and murder one of the children and nothing. Like, it's almost like, it's, it really was, like, I was sitting there, like, I'm like, it's either, I'm like, it's either Lucas, Max, or I was, like, even thinking mm -hmm. Dustin might get Or it. Nancy. Like, I'm like, just one of those three. Yeah, I, I heard a oh, lot of Nancy. people thinking about uh, Nancy. Or Steve. I never thought for a second with Nancy. Steve, everyone I said, say, I hope it's I was, not Steve. I was about and I'm to say, say, if Steve dies, I am not a fan of Stranger Things or Netflix. And <laughs> Steve is not allowed to die. He is the one character. I don't want any of them to die, but Steve and Robin are not allowed to die. They're just not. They're such a great, in, like, they are fact, such an iconic duo. I saw this. It's not an original idea. I'm stealing it. It's like a meme that was going around. Steve and Robin need a spinoff series where they just have different jobs and are not good at them. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, but, uh, like, there's just, after, I'm trying to remember, like, there really well, was not a like I really like the Master of Puppets bits where it's like Max is like running through yeah, her like, I liked, mind, um, like and Billy. I liked the whole uh, the whole battle between Elle and Vecna and everything. I liked the uh, you know Eddie and and Dustin fighting the bats and uh, yeah. the the whole scene with Max and Lucas and the the psycho bully kid that was some of the most tense shit I've ever watched because I was so sure like I just said so sure that that guy was just going to actually shoot Lucas like I was positive <laughs> if yeah I like I was talking with someone else uh before this came out and they're like they're like if you had to choose one of the kids to die who would it be? And I'm like, it would have been Lucas. It would have made the most sense, especially if he's and protecting Max from stuff. Like, and it absolutely, yeah, you're right. That would have made the most sense, especially since those psychos spent the entire time hunting him, essentially. You know? he, he, okay, I'm going to throw okay. a couple nitpick things that, that my friend pointed out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. There was a whole scene where the mm -hmm. the bullies basically rally up the troops of everyone to yep. go on a witch hunt. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole town. None of that happened. Like, didn't even look for Eddie. It was just that one guy walking his dog and be like, yeah. oh, that looks weird. <laughs> um, two, I have to remember. Uh, 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 I know mm -hmm. it's a product of the times. Someone pointed this out to me as a product of the times. Mm -hmm. Uh, of the movies and of the mm -hmm. TV shows of the 80s. I still don't like the fact, but by the end of this, Nancy has to rely on... The whole storyline of Nancy is, is she going to be with John or Steve? Where she should just be an independent Especially woman Especially she was a badass, super fucking badass with her shotgun. Yeah. But it ends with like... She's she, but the whole ending arc of like she has these great moments with You're Steve and being like, uh, uh, I thought of this with you, like, uh, family. You're and not just wrong. like, fuck no. you, uh, 
three. I, I swear to God, if Will doesn't come out as gay in this next season, or he has every right to turn and just join Vecna and I murder liked, everybody. Okay, <laughs> since we've been picking on it just a little bit, I'll say this, that um, I liked the scene where Will... Because here's what I think. I think, number one, that it is set in the 80s. And uh, obviously being gay in the 80s or any time before modern time and not saying that it's not hard now because it is and there's a lot yeah. of fucking there's a lot of fucking it's terrible very hard people now that too. Will, but you can be out today and mostly be supported except for people you know there are terrible people and I'm not saying there's not but right in the 80s like the ability to come out as gay was uh, even harder than it is now and I like the scene where first they're in the back of the car and Will has that conversation with Mike about L views you like this. L, quote unquote. Yes. Very much a stand-in for Will saying, dude, this is how I view you. And yeah, and, and that was a Jonathan great scene. notices. And then later, yes. Jonathan and he have that scene where Jonathan's like, look, um, I realize I've not been a really great brother lately. Like, I'm not there a lot. And Will makes the joke about you're stoned a lot. And he goes, yeah, I'm stoned a lot. And that was pretty... And then yeah. says, like, look, uh, I, I want to fix that. Like, I'm still your brother and I still love you a lot. And, like, you can tell me anything. Like, if whatever's bothering you, just, like, you can always come to me. You can tell me anything. I'm going to love you no matter what. And Will... And Will also hugs a great him. scene. That's really good. And because Jonathan obviously doesn't want to say, look, I know you're gay, especially since Will hasn't told anybody he's gay or bisexual or whatever he is. Probably gay, but maybe yes. bisexual. Maybe Will doesn't know what Will is because Will is 15. Like, you know? So, yes. but Jonathan recognizes my brother probably is in love with Mike and he's probably gay and I want him to know that that's okay but he doesn't say I know you're gay because that's not his place to say he says the exact right th it's Will's place to say when he's ready like I like boys like I like you know but yes. Jonathan's saying like it's okay to me if you do like I understand you and you'll that was just great stuff that was really really great yeah it's i'm not knocking no, no. what they're doing with it i th every scene yeah. that will has they've yeah. done with will for this has been really good and really emotional i just want it to fucking oh, pay sure. off now because it's like i, I don't, don't like yeah. that's that's my problem is like they're good because the end of this it just goes straight into oh now the upside down Here comes our is on earth opinion. Boy, this should have been the yes. last season. It should have. It I when it God, got it to really the end, should have been the last season. And there was the earthquake and everything, and Nancy shot Vecna, and Vecna got away. I went, oh. Yep. I was like, oh shit. But then it seemed like Hawkins was okay. Like it had had a catastrophic earthquake, yes. and people were dead, and like that's terrible. 
but for the most part, like everything was okay. And I was like, okay, so like, what is next season then? Like I'll be, and then all of a sudden the upside down comes through into our world. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So yeah, I'm not a fan of it because they haven't even start. From what I understand, they haven't even started no, filming. I heard a rumor the fifth though, that yet. the fifth season is a time jump. Uh, I don't know if it's no. true. Obviously, <laughs> it's a rumor I heard that the Duffer Brothers said that the next one might take place in 1990. But I don't. I don't like it. It's basically a workaround because everyone else has because Billy Billy has, uh, but I for, wow I forgot her name Millie Bobby Brown uh, Bobby Brown mm. Billy Bobby Brown wow I Billy I almost called her something Billy. I almost called her like Billy Johnson or something like that like it's gonna work around basically her schedule because she's the she's like the only one that's getting like. Well, Finn Wolfhard also has to make the sequel so to Ghostbusters parts. Afterlife, and um, true. So that's basically their workaround well, for that. If if that is the truth, they're all in their twenties now. Like they cannot keep playing teenagers; they'll look like grease. And are we to expect that Max is going to be in a coma? Oh, absolutely! For that entire Max time come out of that. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know. I. That, so, I mean, it's pro- well. Not only that, are we uh, are we to believe that the upside down is just going to take over the world for four years? Like, I don't okay, know yeah, if exactly. It's a true so, rumor, yeah. but if it is, I'd be interested to see how they work around that because the mind flayer came yeah. out of whatever. I don't know. Well, it's I don't. It's not the mind right. flayer. It's just Vecna. Because he like the whole thing is like, oh, Vecna did this as a ch- sure. he thought of this yeah. as a child, and so when he was in the mm-hmm. upside down, he made it and stuff. So, prediction oh. time for the next season, and I have one, and I'm partially I'm partially kidding, but considering the mm. way things have been going, okay, I wouldn't put it past them. They're gonna fight mm-hmm. Vecna and all that stuff. Will because we'll he's still haircut. somehow connected. A better he hopefully will get a haircut. I, I want him to have a mohawk and be like grungy. Like if it's if it is a rumor mm-hmm. that's been four years or whatever, and it's in the nineties, I want him to already have turned because no one liked him or whatever reason. So he was a so he works for Vecna. I think Max is gonna come out of her coma with a weird superpower from Eleven may have passed on or whatever. And we are going to get a Return of the Kings mm. scenario of ghosts from everyone who has died fighting Vecna's crew or whatever. I don't know how that would work, but like then they br- as a big season whatever, they bring back Bob, <laughs> they bring back Barb, Maybe. like they just bring everyone back, Eddie, and it's just a weird Maybe. stupid bad <sighs> And I want Hopper and I want ha- Hopper and Joyce to just have yeah, a rough that'll, sex. That'll, that'll put on my prediction. Yeah. I, boy, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Like the end felt like such an artificial blowing up of the balloon where the up with the upside down leaking into our world that I'm I legitimately 
cannot think of what they do. I have no predictions. I really don't. I'm like, I don't know what comes after. That is a huge, crazy, insane thing to do at the end of your season and then be like, okay, now we have to write a story about this. It's... And I know, like, that the whole build-up is, like, everyone has left, is is leaving, uh, everyone's sure. leaving except for them. Except for somehow that uh, and so it's Nancy like, and Mike's dad, ha- the worst man in the world, has landed one of the hottest wives possible. <laughs> He's very so true. terrible, that guy. Uh, but, yeah, it really is going to be, like, uh, if, if it is rumored that it's a time jump, then there's going to be, like, some Mad Max shit, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Like, like I, I don't know. Like, it, this show should it, be done. I really, yeah, I don't, I don't know where it goes from here. And that's why I'm like, this could have, the way it played out, it could have, with a couple small twists, just been the last, like, they killed Papa. They defeated Vecna, except he pulled the Michael Myers at the end and got up and walked away. But, yep. but. And like, yeah, Hawkins was wrecked, but it could pull itself back together and be like, this could have been the end. And they could prove me wrong in the fifth season and the fifth season could be like mind blowingly awesome. Like, and I'll shit my pants and I'll say I'm wrong when it comes out. But right now I'm like, yeah, I I have a hard time seeing that story. I really do. And when are they going to get around to it? Because they just, the Duffer Brothers just announced that they have made mm-hmm. a production a company called, yeah, they the, a, it's called upside like down Upside Down mm-hmm. Production. And I'm just like, they're working on like a bunch yeah, of different well, projects already. A, like some anime, they're doing like a, they're doing like an anime Netflix yeah, movie on Death Note. Yeah, I heard that was not done. a very good, um... It's not good, and I don't even know yeah, Death Note that well. Upside Down Productions. Yeah, I heard the, the Death Note thing. There was something else, too. Um, Checking the news. Anyway, yeah, maybe it's not. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I won't find what else they're going to be working on. Oh, that's right. They're doing an adaptation of Stephen King and Peter Straub's The Talisman. Yeah, they're doing that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Talisman's a good God. book. Like it, yeah. It's gonna be a man. It's like it's gonna be a weird. Like I don't even know because Netflix. I've said before. I'll say it again. Netflix is like the streaming service that I use the least in general. If it's Stranger Things, Big Mouth, that's about it. There might be some other stuff. I Uh, uh, I don't know. Stranger Things, Big Mouth. With, uh, the Big Mouth spinoff, the Human Resources, uh, and Human oh, Resources Sex Education. I mean, they just put that new Spider-Man, the 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 old animated Spider-Man. Uh, spectacular I have Spider-Man. the Spectacular Spider-Man on. It's on there now. I don't need it on Netflix. <laughs> spectacular True. Spider-Man's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying. I you might should. try and get William so to start the, watching. The only that. thing wrong uh, with Spectacular Spider-Man is that there's not more Spectacular Spider-Man. That's really the only <laughs> thing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't either, really have is, anything else yeah. because that's kind of the. Which is good because yeah. I kind of need to take a leak. But yeah, next week we'll have. Yeah. So next week will be and more Westworld. We're we doing the shadows. Uh, Strange. South, uh, South Park. 
what we do in the shadows, and mm. I'll have Miss Marvel, and I'm sure something else is going to be out yeah. and about. Yeah. Cool. Well, later, everyone. Sweet. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.